This is a Soulfire production. Welcome to my channel. I'm your host, Christina. I'm an intuitive channel, 7D healer, business mentor, and manifestation expert. On this podcast, we discuss how to tap into your intuitive gifts, manifest the life you want, create a kick-ass business in flow, and take a holistic approach to health and wellness. Don't forget to connect with me on Instagram at ChristinaTheChannel and on my website, ChristinaTheChannel.com. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the podcast. I am uh, heading to Tulum this week for a bit. By the time this comes out, I will be well on my trip there. I'll probably record an episode or two while I am there, and I'm so excited. I have actually never been to Mexico, which is kind of surprising considering I live in San Diego, and most people who live in San Diego go to Mexico all the time. But I have been feeling called to Tulum specifically for a while. And especially over the last few months, my guides have have pointed out a few key places. There's about five places that they said specifically I need to travel to soon. And I was just talking on social media about this, but I've been getting like visions about this trip for so long. I mean, over a year. And I was just waiting, just waiting for the sign that it was it was the time to go and i got the sign and just so many synchronicities have been happening so i'm just really excited to to go on this trip and see what cool things happen what what comes through it's so funny because every time i come back from a trip all of my friends immediately text me like what happened tell me everything <laughs> because everybody at this point knows when i travel some some wild shit happens so i'm really really excited just getting my my stuff together to leave and I'll be there for about 10 days. So I'm excited to relax, hang out. I don't have anything planned. I'm sure I'll just be guided to wherever I meant to go. But I mean, my main plans are to just relax. So I'm super excited. But what I want to talk about today is a different topic. I want to talk about breakups because this has been a topic of conversation a lot recently amongst people in my life. And I've just had some really expanding conversations recently. And I have a number of friends who are going through breakups or maybe halfway breakups, I'll say, you know, when you're in that in between and you're not sure if it's the right relationship or not, that kind of energy. So I've been talking a lot about this and I thought, you know what, I should just do a podcast about it in case this helps any of you. I love to talk about relationships. It's something that I would like to talk about more on the show because I have a lot to say and it is one of the things that comes up most with clients, you know, when people are looking for support, it's typically around sole purpose, money/business, health, and or relationships. Those are like the main categories. And if you're listening to this podcast, you're the type of person that is on a path of expansion and awakening combined with this time on the planet where so many things have come up to help us take a step back and really just evaluate what in my life is serving me and what in my life is not is is this area of my life allowing me to expand? Am I able to be my most authentic self with this in my life? Or do I feel like this is blocking me? We're really being pushed into alignment with the way that the world is shifting, the planet is shifting, the vibration is raising. Anything not in alignment just really isn't going to hold. As I've said before, what isn't authentic won't hold. And so we're going to keep being pushed into alignment if we're not listening, right? So all of these opportunities, all of these difficulties, these challenges that might be coming up, these are all chances to really reevaluate, is this serving me? Is this not? Is this really in alignment for me still? And this is coming up big time in relationships. A lot of people have broken up with, with their partners during this time period. 
People are realizing, oh, maybe we don't have the same values. Maybe this isn't going to work long term. We're seeing how people respond in stressful situations, in conflict. And also, you know, can this person stay with me as I grow and change? And in relationships, you know, as we continue to grow and evolve, sometimes people grow together, sometimes people grow at slightly different paces or change, right? But they they catch up and they're still common ground. And sometimes, sometimes you expand and your partner doesn't. And sometimes you both expand, but you realize that what you want or the people you really are, you're just not totally in alignment in terms of relationship anymore. And that's something to look at too. So there are, you know, many possibilities. But the theme that I have been tuning into a lot in the last week or so, as I've had just a number of these conversations again and again with different people, the theme that's coming up is the, I don't even want to call it an issue, but the the non-resonance really resulted from getting in the relationship to begin with from an energy of, let me calibrate to your frequency instead of stepping into this fully being me. And I'll explain more about that in a second, but this is something that's so important to reflect on if you are in a position where you are considering breaking up with someone or going through a breakup in any way in that in-between or wondering, you know, what should I do? My favorite blue blocker company is having a huge sale this month. You guys know I am obsessed with blue blocks. I wear their Sleep Plus Red Lens 100% blue and green light blocking glasses every night to support my sleep. And I wear their blue light clear lens glasses for blue light filtering during the day, working on my computer, on my phone. I need these so that I don't get a migraine or a headache or digital eye strain. I'm also obsessed with their Remedy sleep mask. This is the best sleep mask I've ever used. It's almost like fabric goggles for your eyes. So it blocks out 100% of the light. So if there's any light, you know, poking out, through the blinds, my my room is pretty bright. Or if somebody gets up to use the bathroom in the night, it blocks out everything. These will change your life. If you track your sleep with your aura ring or anything else, you'll notice a huge difference in your REM sleeping or deep sleep if you use these products. But I'm just obsessed. They have changed my life. I used to use other blue blockers. I've tried a bunch of different brands and I noticed the difference when I switched to blue blocks. These are 100% backed by the science. They're very specific with the range of blue and green light that they block. And I noticed a huge difference in my sleep, in my hormone balance, in my mood, in my energy the next day. I didn't realize how much I needed these until I had them and they totally changed my life. And blue blocks is having a huge sale this month from June 15th through June 30th. So it's a great time to get a new pair, a new pair of lenses or your first pair if you haven't tried Blue Blocks yet. So from June 15th through June 30th of 2021, as I'm recording this, if you place an order up to $159 US dollars, you can use the code SAVE20 for 20% off. That's save two zero. If your order is over 160 US dollars, then you can save 25% with the code SAVE25, save 25. And if your order is over $315, you can save 30% with the code SAVE30, S-A-V-E-3-0. This is a great time to try these out if you haven't already gotten your hands on Blue Blocks products. I like to have multiple frames. My favorites are the Parker frames, the Crystal frames, and the Hudson frames. You can get different frames for different moods. They have so many options. I always get compliments on my blue blockers when I wear them and people see me. They also have a custom-made prescription service, and you can send in your own frames if you want. Plus, with every pair of glasses that you buy from Blue Blocks, they donate a pair of reading glasses to Restoring Vision, who gives them to someone in need. So if you want to get rid of headaches, eye strain from all this technology. If you want to optimize your sleep, if you want to increase your energy levels and your productivity, balance your hormones, could all start with a pair of glasses. Try out Blue Blocks, head to blueblocks.com. That's B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com slash Christina, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A. Blueblocks.com slash Christina and check it out. Don't miss this sale. You are not going to want to miss out. What I told, you know, multiple of my friends this week when we were talking about this and I, they were stressed out about you know, well, I don't know if we should continue with this relationship. Like we're kind of halfway broken up. Is this worth it moving forward? And it's a stressful thing and it can cause a lot of anxiety. But what I was 
pointing out is that getting caught up in the anxiety and again, trying to make the right decision. What's the right decision? What's the wrong decision? I don't don't know what to do. We can go there and then just miss the point and just feel so wrapped up in all the anxiety instead of zooming out for a second and remembering that any experience is teaching us, right? It's teaching us something. So what I was saying, I'm just going to use an example of one conversation I had with one friend. And what I told her is, I think that there's an opportunity here to think about this in a more expansive way. And what that could be as an option is instead of worrying about what the right decision is and what to do, it is to come back to yourself and reflect on this relationship, this dynamic. How does it make me feel? Is this what I want? But more than that, what is it that I really want? What feels most in alignment for me? Taking out the worry for a second about anybody else's feelings. Let's just tune into you for a second. And if we just had a blank slate, no one else was involved, and you are writing down on a piece of paper exactly what you want in a partner, how you want to feel, you know, what you're really looking for, what's going to feel best for you right now as you are, not from before, not from an older version of you, which <laughs> we'll get to that, but if you were to write down exactly what, what you wanted, what would that look like? But then even more importantly, how do you want to feel in a relationship? Who do you want to be? What is the best version of you that's showing up in a relationship? How do you show up in that relationship that is fully serving you? What does that look like? Right? And she thought about that for a second. And the key there is that she realized in the relationship, she wasn't even showing up as the person that she wanted to be. And this is the place where sometimes people fall into the trap of immediately saying, well, I'm not who I want to be. This isn't making me the person I really want to be or allowing me to expand. And so it's not right for me. And maybe not, but also maybe it is. But how often is it that people, when they're in a relationship, they calibrate to the other person's energy? And so have you really given that person a chance to be in a dynamic with you where you are already showing up as the version of you that you want to be, the truest version of yourself. It all starts with you. And it's so easy for us in relationships to blame it on the other person. But we have to look at ourselves and ask ourselves, am I showing up as my truest, most authentic self? And seeing what the feedback is from that. Because when you do that, it's not even what decision do I have to make? Instead, it is, okay, I'm showing up as the most authentic, truest version of me. And the right person for me is going to align with that in the sense of they're going to love that. They're going to support me in that. Because here's the thing about relationships, all different types of relationships. And I've talked about this many times before in different contexts, and I think even in this one, but I'll reiterate it here. When we want to make a shift in our outer worlds, and this could be a shift in our relationships, instead of always looking at the other person, how do I get that person to change? It is How do I shift my energy in the sense of how do I show up as the most authentic version of myself? Because so often people are not showing up as that version of themselves. And so they are trying to evaluate the situation. They're trying to make a decision based off of what it has looked like when they were not being their true selves. But what if you showing up as your true self completely shifted the dynamic of the relationship? This has happened to me multiple times where I would kind of be a less intense version of myself or maybe not go as deep into all of the things I really love as I would typically in dating situations because I didn't want to like overwhelm that person. And you know, there's a balance there between like, we don't need to overwhelm people necessarily, but there's a difference between that and like kind of honestly kind of hiding parts of yourself and just waiting until you feel safe enough to share more of that. And, you know, depending on what it is like, but an easy example is, is like the intuitive stuff, right? Like I, I'm a psychic and I think it's pretty important that anybody who's around me often like (laughs) knows that I am. And when I've dated, you know, sometimes I would keep that part of myself very low key. 
when it was like the main part of my life. And then I would get frustrated and feel like, well, this person doesn't want to have this type of conversation with me. This person doesn't make me feel safe to to go there or share that part of my life. I don't need them to be like totally into it. But, you know, I was creating all of these stories and then I had to wake myself up and be like, Christina, but like you're going into it, not even telling them about that, not even giving them a chance to, to see that. And that should be like, you know, the clearest version of you that this is who you are. And then I realized I was doing it with just conversation in general. So anyone who knows me, I really don't like small talk. I just really don't like it. And I'm the type of person where, you know, I just go in there, I just go in there and that is what feels normal to me. And I don't think of it as, you know, I don't set an intention when I'm talking to somebody of like, I'm going to go in real deep. I don't set that intention. It's just something that I, I do that I've always done since a young age that I didn't realize, you know, some people didn't do, but there are times in my life when I wanted to form more relationships and that happened with friendships. But when I was, you know, dating and I would in conversation, feel myself not going all the way there or like going all the way there in the conversation but then kind of pulling back a little bit, just not to overwhelm that person. And over time, I would find myself allowing the other person to set the frequency of the conversation. And I was just meeting them there instead of holding my frequency, holding my energy, initiating the type of conversation that excited me and and giving them an opportunity to engage in it or to not be about it. And if they weren't, then I would have a clear answer if they're in alignment with me or not. And it took me a couple of months to realize what I was doing. And I was like, Christina, what the hell are you doing? Right? Like I needed to show up as the fullest version of myself and not dull myself down or just give into some more small talk because I thought that that's, you know, what people do. I needed to fully be myself and the right person was going to meet me there. And you know, even if you're not considering a breakup or anything, this comes up a lot with people in partnership where they get frustrated in terms of, oh, I'm into all of this spiritual stuff now and the universe manifestation and then my partner just doesn't doesn't like it. And, you know, maybe sometimes they're not going to be on a 100% the same page as you all the time. And there's that. But I find that more often than not, People aren't even giving their partners an opportunity to understand it. And sometimes that means using language that they can understand just to help them get get it, like get the concepts. But really what it's about is like going into the conversation and opening it up in a in a safe way, in a welcoming way, and you know, asking questions and again going in with a certain frequency of conversation and allowing that person the opportunity to to meet you there. And it might not be in the exact same terms, but where this really comes up is in deep conversations. I mean, the number of people who come to me and they're like, my partner just isn't having deep conversations. And I'm like, well, are you opening up the space for that to happen? Or are you just waiting for them to? Because this happens all the time, especially when people start dating and they're like used to all the, oh, we're just getting to know each other. I mean, people do that all through marriages too. And then they wake up and they're like, I'm not happy with this. This isn't deep enough for me. Well, what if we like actually gave people the opportunity to go deeper? You might want someone else to initiate that, but what if you could do that too? Like it takes two to tango. And my point with this is just to notice all the places where where our energy isn't totally aligned with authenticity. And for me, I feel like I have no business evaluating if I want to release a relationship or not. If I'm not showing up as a version of myself, I want to be in that relationship to begin with. Because from there, my answer is just shown to me. I don't really have to actively decide. It is, hey, this is who I am. And this is how I show up. This is what I'm into. This is how I talk. This is me authentically. And I'm going to show up that way. And if somebody is meant to be in my life, they will stay there. They will stay with me. They will support me. They will give me space to expand and continue to stay authentic to me and be more and more myself every day. They'll be along for the ride with me. Might not be the exact same journey as them, but that's fine. As long as I feel really good about showing up as the most authentic version of myself. But on the other hand, if I show up as the most authentic version of myself and there's a lot of discord, if there are a lot of fights, a lot of misunderstandings, a lot of judgment, you know, whatever it is, 
my answer is right in front of me. That's not how I'm supposed to feel. I don't feel the way I want to feel. But the point is, it's so important to think about our own energy shifts first. Am I really showing up as the most authentic version of myself? Am I actually communicating properly or am I expecting that other person to know everything I want and need? Am I expecting that other person to read my mind? This is why it's so helpful to learn about your partner's love language, their human design, their Enneagram, their astrology. Like these are all super helpful tools I have found in relationships just to better understand our partners and how they might interpret things or think about things in different ways that, than we do, which doesn't make it wrong. It's just different. And so, you know, even just the simplest thing of knowing that person's love language and then giving them love in that way so they can actually receive it, verbally expressing what your love language is, verbally expressing, you know, I love it when you do this. It means so much to me. Every time you do that, that is my love language. It makes me feel really seen, heard, loved when you do XYZ. Like being very clear about what you want and what you need. This is communication. This is communication. And so often we just want everybody around us to know exactly what we want, but we have to communicate (laughs) because when your partner cares about you, they're probably going to be so grateful when you just very directly communicate what you like, what you don't, what you want, what you need to feel loved, to feel seen instead of waiting around for them to come up with the idea themselves because they might not. That doesn't mean that they don't love you. Maybe they just didn't know. Communication is everything. You know, I love to share products that I use in my everyday life that I've used for a while that I really trust that help me to really, really feel my best. And one of the companies that is a big part of my life is Paleo Valley. I'm really picky about supplements because so many of them have inflammatory low quality ingredients, unfortunately, but all of Paleo Valley's products are gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, dairy-free, non-GMO, and made from only organic whole foods. And something that I take from them every single day is their Essential C Complex. It is the most powerful, 100% natural vitamin C product on the planet. It has three of the most common natural sources of vitamin C, Amla berry, camu camu berry, and unripe acerola cherry, giving you 750% your RDA vitamin C every single day. It contains the full spectrum of vitamin C with absolutely no synthetic vitamin C, just superfoods. And most vitamin Cs out there are derived from GMO corn and contain only a fraction of vitamin ascorbic acid. I absolutely love this for supporting my immune system, for boosting energy. If you struggle with any adrenal issues, this could be really, really helpful. I also love taking vitamin C every day to support with detoxification and for the anti-aging benefits. I've tried a lot of vitamin Cs before this in my years in the health space, and this is by far my favorite. Another that I think you will love is their turmeric complex, which is amazing for fighting inflammation, supporting brain health, supporting your immune system, and protecting against DNA damage. I use turmeric whenever I am struggling with inflammation, and that could be through like acne breakouts. If I have an autoimmune flare and any joint pain pops up, or if I like have any pain at all, if I get a bug bite, anything that's inflamed, I will use their turmeric complex for. And lastly, I want to give a shout out to their apple cider vinegar complex. I know a lot of people listening to this podcast also love ACV. I'm a huge fan. It's been one of the most powerful natural remedies for me in balancing my blood sugar. When I was first getting into nutrition, one of the biggest struggles I had was balancing my blood sugar. And I found that apple cider vinegar made a huge difference. It reduced my cravings. It allowed my blood sugar to naturally stabilize and it supported my digestion. The problem is drinking too much of it, you know, diluted in water was starting to affect my teeth. My dentist actually brought it up. So with their apple cider vinegar complex, I get all of the benefits, but don't have any of the downsides with damaging my tooth enamel. So those are some of my favorites, but I seriously love everything from Paleo Valley. They have such high quality products. And if you want to try them out, go to paleovalley.com and you can use my code Christina for 15% off. Again, that's paleovalley.com, P-A-L-E-O, V-A-L-L-E-Y.com. And you can use my code Christina, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A for 15% off. And I'm excited to see which products you try out first. It's super common, especially when you felt like you didn't receive love or attention in the way that you wanted as a child. Partnerships bring up all of our 
mother and father wounds. <laughs> like a good relationship will mirror all of that back to you. It can be very triggering, but that's why partnerships are some of the best opportunities for healing and expansion because you have things shown to you, mirrored to you that you didn't even realize before, right? And you can shift the patterns. You can heal through that. You can expand through that being mirrored to you. So when you get frustrated or annoyed, hmm, what does this remind me of when, when I was young? And when we are waiting for our partners to know exactly what we want and then getting upset with them when they don't, I see such a correlation between that pattern and a relationship. And when you're a child and you felt like your parents weren't paying attention to you or you weren't given the praise or, or love in the way that you wanted, you felt that you weren't seen, you felt rejected as a child. And so it's really common to get in this pattern of, I hope that they love me enough to reach out to me because that's what we wanted as kids. And this is also why, this is also why the breakup can feel so intense because if we are interpreting that from our wounded inner child of you don't love me, you're rejecting me, and that's bringing up all of the stuff from our parents, I mean, that's a lot. And so with using the examples from conversations I had this week, all of my friends who I was discussing this with, they all said, you know, I'm struggling because I'm so upset, but I also know that this response is such an overreaction. Like, why does this feel like I'm having such an intense trauma response? And I was like, because this isn't just about this breakup, right? What does this represent? This is your inner child feeling like another person who I trusted to love me, to protect me, I felt like I didn't get that from, and now they're, they're rejecting me. What it really feels like for your inner child is I'm not good enough. And here's more confirmation for me that I'm not good enough. And it creates this cycle in relationships. When we as children feel like we were never good enough, right? Maybe your parents didn't give you as much praise as, as you would have liked. Maybe you felt insecure. You felt like you weren't lovable. They were getting upset with you. This is really common, you know, for kids who grow up in abusive households feeling like I'm not good enough, you don't love me, and me being me results in rejection. It can be helpful to think about were there any, any memories that come to mind from when I was a kid and I was just being myself, I was being honest, I was sharing how I, how I felt, and I got punished for that, which energetically is, you know, as a child, I was being the real me, I was being honest, I was being authentic, and that resulted in punishment or rejection. So the only way I can survive is if I dull myself down, if I stay small, if I people please, if I just say what that person wants to hear, because that was perhaps what you needed to survive, to feel safe in that home growing up. This goes back to the overall issue that we have in general in society. You know, A lot of people struggle with boundaries. A lot of people struggle with people pleasing. But it makes sense when, as a kid, you are punished if you didn't people please, right? As, as a child and you're, you're in that situation, the only way you can really survive, get by, manage your stress response, not get punished, is if you do what you're told, is if you essentially people please. But then as an adult, you're still in that pattern and you're giving away pieces of yourself all the time. And you're afraid to be your authentic self because little you has learned when I'm my authentic self or if I draw boundaries, if I don't say exactly what other people want, then I get punished, then I get rejected. And there's a deep piece of you that might feel like me being authentically myself isn't enough. It's not good enough. It's not lovable. Only the version of me that people pleases is lovable. But we have to start to realize that's all an illusion. That's all an illusion. That's all a trauma response. And when we can identify where those patterns come from, we can actually ask ourselves, is this serving me now though? Because it creates this cycle. So for example, imagine a child who grows up in a home where when they are themselves in whatever way that's expressed, that could be picking out an outfit that doesn't match or doesn't match the weather, who says, I'm not hungry anymore, but their parents force them to eat the rest of their food, who gets screamed at if they don't do all of the chores around the house, if they don't take care of their other siblings, perhaps a child who tries to be perfect because they feel like if I'm perfect, then I'll be noticed and loved in the way that I want. I just want my parents to acknowledge me. I want them to really be proud of me and love me. And so 
They work their asses off in school. They're good kids. You know, they're, they're working. They're, they're trying to do whatever they think is going to be good enough for their parents, but they still feel like they're not receiving that. Maybe their parents are taking their own frustration, anger, sadness out on the child. Maybe they got kicked out of the house. What, what felt like randomly, it was just dependent on the parent's mood, right? Where that child grows up feeling totally unstable in the sense of, I don't know when this person in my house is going to fly off the handle. And so I always feel like I have to stay on edge. I have to be on high alert because if I'm not, I might not be able to protect myself in case this person flies off the handle, right? That's like a way that you were trying to protect yourself as a child in the sense of if everything feels unstable around me, like I need to be on edge, be on high alert so that if something happens, I, I know how to protect myself and stay safe. I don't, I don't want to be in the line of fire. I don't know when it's going to happen. I don't know when it's going to get triggered, right? So these are all different examples. And maybe you've experienced some or all or something else related, but I'm hoping you, you're understanding the theme here. Then that child grows up and if they haven't you know, healed some of that trauma, moved through that, expanded past that in relationships, they're, they're looking for somebody to fill that void, to love them for them. But what they've learned is the way to enter into a safe relationship is to show up already with people-pleasing behaviors, is to show up already adjusting myself to make this person comfortable. And then with every breakup, with every quote-unquote rejection, that younger version of you, that inner child, is getting more and more confirmation, I'm not good enough. I keep getting rejected. So then that little you is getting more confirmation. Oh, well, it's definitely not safe to be my authentic self because if they don't even like my people-pleasing, no boundaries, I'll adjust myself to you version of me, then I'm real scared to show you my authentic self. And the facade continues. And most of this is not conscious. Most people don't realize they're doing this. Most people don't go into relationships thinking, I'm going to try and be someone I'm not. Sometimes it's really subtle how this shows up, but it can be helpful when you're in a situation where you're on the edge of a breakup or unsure of what to do, just to reflect on, okay, did any of that show up when I entered the relationship? If we are acting from the illusions, if we're acting from fear, then that would be to continue this, I'm going to adjust myself to maybe make someone else comfortable and maybe then they'll love me. And I think if somebody else loves me, then maybe that will heal all of the pain from my parents who are supposed to be my protectors, supporters, who are supposed to unconditionally, inherently love me. That's what I was taught. They didn't. So I hope that this relationship fills that void. The thing is, even if that person does love you for that inauthentic version of you, you're never going to feel complete because there's going to be that piece of you, right? Your soul is going to know I'm not even being my authentic self. So I still haven't received the love I know I deserve for being my authentic self. So you're still always going to feel empty. The pattern has to shift for you to finally get what you want. Is it going to be fulfilling to be in a relationship that seems like it's all great and happy, but you deep down inside feel like I'm not fully myself? Probably not going to feel like that is as fulfilling as you want. And it's not. It's not what you deserve because this is this is the growth point. This is the freedom. This is the realization of, whoa, I was operating from all of those patterns, but I'm ready to heal this now. I'm ready to shift this. And so when I go into this next date, this next relationship, or this next chapter of the same relationship, I'm going to dedicate myself to being the most authentic version of myself because I'm going to allow myself the opportunity to receive love for who I really am. I'm going to give myself the opportunity to learn that I don't have to be on high alert all the time that I can be safe in a relationship. And in fact, I'm the safest, I'm the most seen, I'm the most held when I am the truest, most authentic version of myself. Because when you go into a relationship and you let your your walls down and you just share your heart, you are authentically you. That's not perfect. That's not happy all the time. When you are just you and you see that the right person finds you and it finally feels effortless and it feels like you don't have to pretend and you realize that you can share anything with that person and they still love you and they just love you for you. They see you. They actually see you. You will feel that shift of 
the healing. Inner child work isn't just about going back to our inner child and talking to them, right? That's helpful, but it's showing up in our patterns now. And so we can heal things that we have felt in the past by shifting our patterns or behaviors now and allowing that version of ourselves, we're thinking of ourselves as integrated, right? To experience real love from being ourselves. And we finally realize, wow, those were all illusions from before. I'm actually going to experience what I really want. It's really pure, beautiful, amazing, divine love when I am me, when I am my authentic self. But this is one of the reasons why the rejection, quote unquote, can feel so intense. But when you start to think about things from this angle, you might have a totally different relationship to endings, to things quote unquote, completing to relationships ending. And people who have a lot of trouble with relationships ending are typically people who still have some more things to heal with their parents. Because every time that the relationship ends, it literally feels like, it literally feels like in your body, another version of I'm getting rejected by my parents. And But why does the rejection hurt so much? Well, it hurts if you feel like it's a rejection of me. Here's the thing. If I'm gonna get rejected, I want to be rejected for the real version of me, not the fake version of me, because then I don't even know if it was a real rejection. Then you're always going to wonder, well, if I, if I had just been me, would this relationship have worked out? And probably don't want to go a long time wondering that. But when you make the perspective shift of all I have to do is stay in alignment, is to stay in alignment, be authentic, stay in my truth for me. And the right people are going to find me. The right people are going to stay with me. The right people for me, I mean, right? The people who are meant to be in my life will find me. That's it. Then suddenly when a relationship ends or it doesn't work out, it doesn't have to feel like an intense rejection every time. It doesn't have to be a traumatic experience every time because it's not personalized as an, oh, this person is rejecting me and my soul. It is. We're, we're perhaps not the right match, but that doesn't make either of us wrong. Goes back to the classic example. You know, some people like strawberry ice cream. Some people don't. Doesn't mean strawberry ice cream is bad just because some people don't like it. But strawberry ice cream deserves to be eaten by someone who is going to so appreciate it, so love it. And there is a kid out there who is just waiting for their scoop of strawberry ice cream. And they are so damn excited. And so let's allow for that match to happen rather than some kid being forced to eat the strawberry ice cream who doesn't even want want it. And then how do you think strawberry ice cream feels? And how does the kid feel? Not good for anyone. If you have been looking for a place to take a deep dive into all things intuition, manifestation, brain rewiring, spiritual awakening, and activating miracles in your own life, then the Channel Collective is the place for you. I know it can feel like a lot as you shift into 5D and shed those old layers and start to see things in a new way. You're connecting to who you really are and you might have a lot of questions. You might feel confused or even lonely, but I also know that you have that deep thirst for knowledge and that is why I'm so excited about the Channel Collective membership. This community is a safe, welcoming space to help you explore your spirituality and your unique gifts while connecting with other like-minded people. When you join the membership, you get access to an ever-growing library of hundreds of exclusive videos on all things spirituality, manifestation, intuition, living in 5D, self-healing, and so much more. Plus, you get access to Ascension School, which is a library of exclusive trance-channeled messages from different ascended masters so that you can learn from them for yourself. This is where I share my juiciest, most exclusive downloads and things that I've channeled that I don't share with the public. And you get access to ad-free pre-released podcast episodes. We also have monthly Q&A calls where you can ask me anything and connect with other members monthly manifestation calls, and monthly high 70 energy healing group sessions. It's truly everything you need to raise your vibration, manifest the life you want, and really anchor in 5D consciousness. I have created this container as a really powerful way for you to continue to upgrade and raise your frequency so that you can tap into all of your inner magic. This is the membership I wish I had and what I wanted. So it's really my favorite place to be. And I know that If you love the podcast, if you enjoy my YouTube channel, if you follow me on Instagram, 
you are going to love this because it is the true deep dive and the most exclusive information. So if you are ready to be expanded, check out the Channel Collective membership. Just head to christinathechannel.com slash membership. All of the information will be there. You can check out the different tiers and get ready to feel expanded and abundant. I can't wait to see you there. If you feel like you have to be liked by everyone to be good enough, I mean, that's a real easy way to, to make yourself feel insecure all the time. Why does everyone have to like you? Again, even if everyone in the whole world likes you, is that actually going to make you feel healed from things that have happened before? But also, here's the thing. (laughs) Not everyone's going to like you. (laughs) And that's okay. This goes back to the vibration of truth. Most people are so triggered by that energy and they typically don't even realize it that you know they're not necessarily aware of that's why this is so triggering to me people who are very in alignment with their truth they might be triggered by people who are speaking a truth that their soul resonates with but they're not ready to consciously face for themselves it's a very strong frequency and one that we are not used to being around in our society because there's so much There's so many illusions, so many stories. There's a lot of not truth. I don't really want to use the word lies. There's just a lot of not truth. There's a lot of inauthenticity. Let's use that. That's more of the norm, unfortunately. We're shifting into a time. We're shifting to an earth where that will be the norm. That's the only way to do it. And in this community, right, we're so much more used to being around that type of energy, being around somebody who is in their truth. But a lot of people are afraid to to face their truths. A lot of people are afraid to step into authenticity because then what would that mean? But this is the thing. That is your pathway to all of the clear answers. You don't even have to actively make the decisions. The truth is just illuminated right in front of you based on where the pieces fall when you are truly yourself. And so to tie this together a little bit more, this is what I was explaining to some of my friends, you know, and I said, okay, what if we just pulled out of the intensity of the anxiety around what should I do? Is this going to work? Is this the right fit? And instead reflect on all of the things that we were able to learn through this experience, which could be Did I really communicate what I wanted, what I needed? Did I give this person an opportunity to really interact with and see the real, real me, the authentic me? Or did I hold certain things back? Everything that I feel like they weren't giving me, they weren't doing enough of, was I doing that too though? If I wanted them to lower their guard, was my guard down or was mine up? And I was just always waiting for them to initiate. Was I expecting them to read my mind or could I have communicated better? Was I myself the whole way through? Was I my authentic self the whole way through? When I entered this relationship and as I've been in this relationship, is this what I really want now? Is this really what what I want, the type of relationship I want to be in, the type of person I want to be with? Or am I coming from scarcity energy of I want to be with somebody and this is really great, There's not anything actively wrong, so let me make this work. Because there's another one that's really big. Most people date from an energy of scarcity. They're in scarcity mindset when when they're dating. They're they're feeling like, oh my gosh, like it's so hard to find somebody who is a great fit and this person is really great. So I'm gonna kind of make I'm gonna try and make it work. Right. And here's the thing: relationships require work and energy and shifting and honesty. Yes, but There's a difference between that when you know like this person is aligned and helping me in my expansion and growth, even though they might trigger me sometimes, right? (laughs) Well, that is is the expansion and growth. As opposed to, I know what I really want, like in my perfect world, my partner would be like this, but this is pretty good. Like this is 90% there. So I'm going to make this work. That's such scarcity mindset. And I pointed this out to a couple of my friends and like, through this conversation, their anxiety immediately went away. (laughs) 
But this is how I see it, right? If I am doing everything I can to be the best version of myself in my relationship, if I'm communicating as well as I can and, and noticing where can I do better, where, I can, where can I be clearer, if I'm being my authentic self fully and it doesn't work out, okay, that's the universe telling me that there's something that's a better fit out there. And with relationships, with manifestation, with manifestation, if it's not this, then it's something better. And do you really believe that? And people will say they believe that, but then it really shows up when they're dating, where they don't actually believe that. And I've seen this so many times right before the person that feels just like so perfect for you comes in. There's typically somebody who is like 98% of what you want right? But there's still this piece of your heart, your intuition that's like, there's just something missing. There's like something missing. And if you trust in the universe, the laws of the universe, if you understand how manifestation works, then you know, well, if there's still 2% of this that isn't aligned with me, then it's a no, because I know I can get exactly what I want. But you get closer and closer and the temptations, right? The, The quote unquote tests get more and more intense because it feels like is this it? Like this feels really close and maybe I should just settle. This is where we have to get really honest with ourselves. And maybe this is exactly what you wanted. Maybe just a couple of things came through differently than you anticipated, but it's really paying attention to how do I feel in this? Is this how I want to feel? But if there's that nagging piece of you, like your intuition, just that voice that keeps popping up. You've been in this relationship for a few months. There's that piece of you that's just saying, this isn't it. And you're trying to logic yourself out of it in your head. Logically, you're like, but this person is perfect on paper. Like they're exactly what I thought I wanted. Everybody tells me how amazing this person is, but there's that piece of your heart that just keeps, it keeps coming up. It's a, it's a softer, quieter voice, but there's a piece of you that just feels like, I don't know. Right. Maybe that's something to think about. And that could be something within you to realize that could be some type of insecurity, but sometimes it's also Maybe that's your intuition saying, I know that I can have exactly what I want and what I deserve. And if there's that 2% that doesn't feel aligned where I am not feeling the way I want to feel in this relationship, then do I believe fully in my worthiness and know that, of course, I can have exactly what I want, I deserve to feel so aligned, so expanded. I deserve to feel the type of love I want. And with every relationship, you learn more and more about yourself, about other people, about what you want, about what you don't. You learn really helpful tools. And those might be tools that are meant to be applied within this relationship to continue to grow it and expand it. And I've seen so many relationships that seem like they're just like at their ends, completely transform and become so aligned and exactly what that person wanted, just with shifts in their own energy that allowed space for the other person to shift as well. But but maybe those tools are all tools that you needed to learn in this other relationship before the one comes in that is fully aligned. It wasn't for nothing. It's all serving a purpose. It's all so helpful and beautiful and powerful. And if we look at relationships and think if it ends, it was a failure, we're really missing the point. Things in life are always going to change. If I built a business and it didn't work out, like I wasn't making money, had to close it, that's not a failure. Most of the most successful business owners, you know, will tell you like, oh yeah, I tried like, you know, multiple different businesses. They didn't work out. But everything I learned there is what allowed me to build this multi-million dollar business. Or think about inventors who have a ton of things they try out and none of them work. And then finally the one, right? We get the light bulb. Were all of those things that they tried before a failure? No. They're all just parts of the process to getting exactly what they wanted. And it's the same thing with relationships. But if we're going to personalize everything, every time that something isn't in alignment with us, isn't resonant with us, when somebody's not totally on our wavelength and we're going to decide, oh, that makes me wrong. That makes me bad. 
that is a sign that I'm rejected. I'm not good enough. This is just highlighting for ourselves where we can do some really valuable, expansive work around self-worth and self-love and where you might be giving your power away to people outside of you, where you might be looking for all of that validation outside of you. Not something that's going to pop up in any relationship moving forward. That's the thing that people often forget is if, if you don't, you know, shift this or work on this or look at this here, it will show up in your next relationship. So you can decide to look at it now or later, but the sooner you look at it, the the sooner you'll be able to release a lot of these fears, release a lot of these insecurities and feel so safe and sure about showing up as the most authentic version of yourself. And you'll see everything else in, in your life align to reflect that, right? When you are fully showing who you truly are, when you're fully in your authenticity and you are emitting that vibration out, everything that comes your way is going to be a reflection of that. And this is how we get what our souls really want. (laughs) It all starts with being authentic ourselves. So I hope this was a helpful reframe for you. If you struggle with relationships ending, with breakups, with being unsure about how to move forward, I'm not saying that you can't be sad, right? In fact, I think that's another thing where people get mad at themselves for being sad or having anxiety or worrying or being upset. Like, let yourself feel your feelings. Like, let yourself feel it. You're not bad or wrong to have feelings. So it is that, feeling them. And also, how can I think bigger than this and not personalize it so much as this is a reflection that I'm bad or wrong because it's not. It's just an opportunity for me to see where I can continue to expand and grow. And that's going to open my life up in so many more ways. So some things to think about. If this was helpful, take a screenshot and share it on social media and tag me so I can repost. Send it to a friend if you think it would help them out. I know this is coming up for a lot of people right now. And don't forget to leave a rating and a review on iTunes if you haven't already. Really, really helps to grow the show. I so appreciate it. And if you take a screenshot of that iTunes rating interview and email it to podcast at christinathechannel.com, you can be entered in a giveaway to receive a free card pull from me. And I announced the podcast giveaway winners on the show, on the podcast every other week. So keep that in mind as well. All right. I'm going to wrap up there for today. I'm sending you so much love. Hoping you have an incredible rest of your day and I will chat with you again next time.